tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, everybody, to another AfterBuzz TV after show for our favorite show, Intruders. This is Season 1, Episode 7, The Crossing Place. I am your host, Anna Koppel, and alongside me is Miss Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Mr. Will Link. Hello, hello. And Mr. Isaac Johnson. Hello, everyone. We have a lot to get through today, guys. Big episode. So yeah. Much the so, penultimate episode. The of the penultimate. Season. I just like using the word penultimate. penultimate. It's a great word. It doesn't come up, but once a season. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so we we start out with Jack, who's still drunk. Yep. And I just want to 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 make a small observation. I don't know if anybody else. It took me this long to notice that, you know, Jack is an alcoholic. It took you this yeah. long to figure out that he's an alcoholic. No, we knew that. I'm getting into it. Okay. <laughs> Bix is an alcoholic. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and do you think there's any sort of, like, correlation or, like, lesson to be learned that Rose or Amy or has some sort of tie? She has some sort of lesson that she needs to learn well, over and over? aren't we always attracted to the same, like, terrible problem in our significant <laughs> others? Isn't that, like, a thing? Like, I know I repeat the same exact mistakes with everyone I date. Absolutely. But they're not quite the same person. They have similar character qualities, usually. No, no, right. But I'm saying, like, Amy and Rose aren't the same person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That, well, later on, Gary talks about you always have two souls. I guess well, the one that can be resurrected and then, I don't know, the other one. Right. Maybe both of those people are attracted to the same kind of people. Yeah, maybe. And, I mean, maybe there's a reason why you are you can be awakened in that person. I mean, maybe there's a reason why that soul chooses that body to begin oh, with, because there's yeah. something they can relate to with that person. Mm-hmm. And I also have, well, I have a thought about that also that might come up later oh. in, the, okay. in the episode, but I don't want to get to it just yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll get into it then, whenever that point yeah. is. Oh, I can't wait. So he goes to, a, a, he drunkenly visits a church. And asks a priest to give him answers. Oh, that poor priest. He just went off on him. And he did not have a second to answer any of those questions. He was just asking all these metaphorical questions. I mean, they they were good questions, but he was obviously drunk at this point. Mm -hmm. And he obviously knew he wasn't going to get an answer anyway. Yeah. It was more of a venting session. But I I liked that we got... Because first of all, I thought it was a great performance. But secondly... After what he had been through in the last mm-hmm. episode, I was glad to see some sort of real emotional release, some anger, some just kind of a little bit of madness coming out of him and just questioning the mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel too bad for the priest. I feel like as a priest, you probably <laughs> get those types of questions a lot. Maybe not in a row. Maybe not all those questions in a row. He, he did just was rapid fire at the guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe not drunk questions all the time slightly accusatory as well 
yes. what kind of religion are you? You know, just questioning everything. You know what else I thought was interesting about that scene? He talks about if he's being punished for killing yeah. three men. Mm-hmm. And yep. we keep seeing scenes of him shooting down those guys. And we've kind of thought that maybe he was up to no good. Maybe that was. But I mean, we've now realized that he realizes whatever he did was was wrong. Like, yeah. for in the past, maybe I thought maybe he could spin it somehow why he did this because we don't know the full story but clearly even he knows whatever he had done was wrong and he's wondering Mm -hmm. if he's being punished well maybe he doesn't think it's wrong maybe he's just searching for reasons why is this happening to me why is this going on and maybe you know he's just like running through the recesses of his memory for reasons why and that's something that's come up sure he does call out that specific memory and specifically says three men though so it's got to be something he's been thinking about yeah oh sure yeah but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm saying that like maybe up until this point or he's yeah, thought, like he realized it in the moment yeah yeah I also noticed, like, when he leaves the church, he either, either cocks or uncocks the gun as he's, like, walking out. Anybody else catch that? Yeah, I caught that, too. I thought, was he uncocking the gun at that point because he was maybe going to shoot the priest? Or was he arming himself at this point with a gun in the back of your pants, which is not safe? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that doesn't seem like, yeah. seems like you yeah. sit down and there'll be trouble. Yeah. But I felt like it was... I thought he was... I guess maybe he was uncocking. I thought he was cocking it, even though that yeah. does seem a little weird, because I thought it was now the... I'm un- I'm I'm cocking my gun. I'm heading to action because right. then we see him at the beginning of this episode just on a tear. Yeah. Everybody, mm-hmm. just anyone in his way, the priest, Todd Crane, everybody. Yeah, poor Todd. Yeah. But but his first, I don't I don't feel bad to, about Todd. But before we get to Todd, who do you feel bad? About? No, I, Todd had a bad day. Yeah, yeah he had a exactly. very bad day. Yeah, really bad. Him day. and yeah. Daniel Powder both. Yeah. So, <laughs> It was a horrible day for Todd, but before we get there, first he stops at uh, at the Le Soleil, mm-hmm. where where Gary's close to just complete breakdown. Where before he was cooped up in that room and had all the paperwork in front of him, now that that room is just a disaster, mm-hmm. and there seems to be no sort of order. Um, but first he he knocks on room nine oh nine, where Amy still is. Yeah, roses, roses, Rose. yeah. and Bix answers the door. And that's awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an awkward moment. A little bit. Um, to his credit, though, Bix has no idea who Amy is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, Amy's not here. Yeah. Don't want that name. Have the wrong boys. So. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Send you on your way. So, uh, and there's like ominous music that played when the security guards showed up, but I feel like that was unnecessary. I think they were just <laughs> security guards, right? They were just security. Well, you know. They were there. But perfect timing on the security guards to know that someone went to that room. I feel like if you're Reverte and mm-hmm. you have a room in this classy hotel, you've got people keeping an eye on you. Whether it's the hotel security knows, like, oh, we got to keep an extra eye on our favorite customers, one of the nine here or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like, I feel, yeah, I, I think they were just security guards, but still. You know, yeah. you're going to have extra security on you at all times. Yeah, you ha- you know people. Yeah. You're always going to have a guy no matter where you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so then so then he goes to Todd Cranes and just beats the crap out of him. Ooh. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> Did he the earn it? That was. Best use of a juicer ever. <laughs> yeah, well... I mean, not, not just the best use, not the intended use for a user. <laughs> there was a bit of like foreshadowing too with him and the, I guess his wife or whatever was in the home, like squeezing the orange juice as the shot opens there and kind of yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be used in a bit. Yeah. 
she's like, I'll be back for this later. Yeah. Clean this up in a bit. Right. Uh, I mean, even Todd's family isn't like the, like they're leaving just garbage laying around his house. They're running out of the house in the morning. Todd just seems like a very put upon man yeah. in general. He but, just seems in a bad place. Yeah. And now Todd just seems very vulnerable because he's literally crawling on the floor to get away from Jack, well, trying yeah. to beat the crap out of him. But I was surprised how, how, how much it escalated in the fact that Jack even allowed himself to get arrested. That he's really just at this point, he's just going to beat the crap out of anybody yeah. just to get answers. He's desperate. No matter yeah. what happens to him. He's increasingly desperate. He just yeah. wants answers. Like, he's just going, like I said, he's just going at it full force without even... And later, I mean, this is way skipping ahead, but when he's on the roof, what he says to Gary, he's like, he's like, we're going to go in and we're just going to break everything up. We're just going to... Yeah. I can't remember the exact mm-hmm. words, but yeah, it sounds like, like his literal plan is, I'm just going to go in there and break everything and beat everyone. Which, you know what? At this point, I totally get it. I yeah. get that frustration. Oh, yeah. Just going guns a-blazing. Well, let's go... Let, let's, for just a second on that point, I feel like Jack is still not getting it. Like, I feel like he, he's like, it's a cult, you know? We'll just go in there, we'll kidnap Amy, and we'll start cracking heads, and that'll be that. He's in so, so much denial right now. He doesn't want to believe it. So I think anything he can do to prove that this isn't happening, and just kind of go, not really rational about it, but he's doing anything he can to prove to himself this isn't real. Sure, I don't think any of it's really rational, though. Like, how, like, if this was a real concept in our lives, like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. I mean, we're taking awful lot of convincing for yeah, me too and i probably no amount of convincing maybe like the idea of karma maybe but not the idea of like reincarnating and someone else is inside like my wife's body and mm-hmm. she's controlling her. i would just think that she's crazy like he does it's seems pretty rational well but I, they're obviously a bigger organization than yeah. it's like oh it's this cult that has my wife like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go and start breaking it up you know it, right. they're, they're a bigger deal than he is yeah, in, and in he, that point, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, and also he's inebriated, so he his mental stability is not really stable right now. So yeah. his mental mentality and everything's not really that's there. That's, that's yeah. true. That I'll buy more than anything. When you're it's, drunk, you're just like, I'll just handle this. It's a know? bit misconstrued. Right now. <laughs> yeah, he's been drunk for a long time though. <laughs> yeah, he drove all the way to Seattle drunk. Yeah, we yeah. Drunk in the his judgment's impaired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this, you know, before he goes in into Todd's, he and Madison Marcus meet eyes for the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a moment. I love that. I do too. Because I, I've been waiting for these characters to cross paths, and even though it was just a just a second here, it like I thought it was really cool. They noticed each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now at this point, does Marcus know who? who Jack is. I don't think Probably so. Probably not, no. I don't see how he would. I don't know, because somehow they all seem to know each other. But yeah. yeah. But Marcus has been trapped in a little girl for nine years, so... Yeah, but he's been on the other side for... But Marcus knows Rose. Rose knows Amy. But I feel like... Amy knows Jack. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think f- they I would cross. Well, I mean, then all I guess it depends on the timetable of when... Marcus would have known Rose was in Amy or, you know, I don't know. We <laughs> found out some things about that in this episode, too. But again, I'll Never wait. Till, uh... Yes. Um, okay. So so he beats up Todd. He lands himself in a psych ward where... It's jail, I think. No, it said psych ward. Was it a psych ward? Okay. And, uh, and some guy who's talking to himself, yeah. but also his dead son... And, um, 
And he says something like, I, I don't remember exactly what it is he said, but he, he says, says like, uh, when he's talking to, I guess his son who doesn't have a name, just like, oh, I knew the building. This was supposed to be easier. Maybe he's somebody who came back and couldn't figure out how to get back or something like that. Or... Yeah. And then Jack says it'll be easier next time or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I remember Gary saying that like, it explains like, uh, uh schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so I was immediately thinking anyone who has schizophrenia or any sort of mental illness, right. they may be, they're more tuned to see all this. They're seeing all these double souls all the time, maybe. We don't take them seriously because we think they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But he says, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to your dead son. Mm-hmm. He says, he'll wait for you okay. and for Amy, but not for Rose. Yeah. Which totally freaks Jack out. And yeah, I mean, it would terrify me. But I yes. terrify anyone, especially having those dropping specific names would make you think, okay, this guy is legit. He knows what he's talking about. But he asked, was I talking in my sleep? What's going on? Yeah. But then he, later, okay. that guy's gone when he goes back for him, too. Like yeah, where did he go? Was he ever there? Yeah. Which actually I started to wonder that. Uh, that's a good thought. Was he there or was he in Jack's head? Oh, no, I think he was there. You think he was there? I think so. He probably was there, but... You know, they I mean, seem to make a big deal about the fact he was gone, which makes me think that, you know. Well, even the the guy holding them in the cell says, like, I don't really remember half the people that come here. I barely remember you. Like, nobody else remembers him but Jack. Well, there were. Know. It's not like there was a crowd of people there, and Jack's the only one who remembers him. It was, it was the guard and him, and the other guy, like the guard doesn't in the even background. remember. Which we didn't ask him. Maybe we should have asked him. He wasn't there either, though. <laughs> Maybe Reverte, they, someone's crazy in a cell somewhere, spewing things. Reverte comes in and clears them out of there. Yeah. Before they give up. Drop the, the charges. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then, so we see Detective Ron Blanchard again. Only detective in town, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, lead detective. Lead detective. I don't think so. The, well, maybe he's chief of police or something. Well, he was the only one really attached to this cold clay case, so it makes sense that he's still part of it. But why is he? Why is he showing up to talk to Jack again? Well, because he had he was in charge of the well, the Anderson, the, yeah, yeah, the Anderson case earlier with Jack. But he's the, the only one a part of it. But the um. I mean, we had talked about and speculated, or maybe it was just me, I don't know, but speculated about how he had some tie-ins with Reverte because he does act really weird in that first time we see him interviewing Jack and then he looks at the window and it seems like somebody's behind the glass or whatever, or the mirror and it seems like someone's behind it. But, so there was a moment when he was talking about, uh, um, when Madison's parents were talking about Shepard, Richard Shepard, going to their place and seeing him and the way he behaved. And the way the detective acted, I'm like, he knows who it is. Mm-hmm. But then he didn't know who it was. So now maybe I've been wrong about the detective. Maybe he is just a detective. Yeah, I think he's just hot after Marcus Fox. He mentioned all those cases they solved and some of them unsolved. But he's got that really thick binder of everything to do with Marcus Fox, so I think anything related to that, he's he's like hot on the trail for that because it's like one case that's just been plaguing him. Go but ahead. did he does he know there's any connection between the Anderson thing and the Marcus Fox thing? Do you think he? I mean, other than maybe now Jack, but does he think there's anything? I don't think so. No. Okay, 
But oh. you, you think he would because he has access to people's files and, you know, he mm-hmm. could do the res- the research and get the resources to figure that connection out. But I think, I think, right now he doesn't. I think he will now because of Jack, because he mentioned yeah. Marcus Fox being on the trust with Amy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so now there's a connection with Bill Anderson and, and everything. But uh, I don't know that he would have any reason before that. I really thought he knew more, but I guess he doesn't. Well, here's the only thing, though, that still makes me... This episode, too, I was like, well, maybe he's just a detective. But the only thing that I still find strange is, why is he showing Jack old interrogation videos of Marcus Fox? This is really strange. At this point, he's still a suspect. He's still in custody. This is a guy who's just been arrested for beating the crap out of somebody. Why is he showing him interrogation videos of a cold case? Very unprofessional behavior. <laughs> I mean, he does know Jack was a former cop. Exactly. Maybe he thinks yeah. he could pick his brain. He'll try anything. It is it, weird to show him that, though, before you, he's, like, cleared of the charges. Though. Like, shouldn't you just be treating him like somebody who broke the law? Yeah, here? yeah, I get that, but I think that's also for exposition purposes for the audience to understand more backstory with Marcus and who he was as a person before we even saw him bound all these bodies so i think it was just exposition purposes and i love that tape because i thought it was wonderfully upsettingly creepy yeah Yeah. so creepy and disturbing i feel like though for exposition purposes it could have been done in a squad room you know looks like marcus fox is back here like i want to assemble a team whatever you know but i it's just i think it's really suspect behavior i get that but also hearing it from actual marcus's fox mouth makes it more creepy and realistic in that way like this is what he used to do. We have to take this guy out. So hearing it from Marcus, actual, you know, himself, yeah. no, still show adds the more to it. Still show the tape, but like to other cops, not to Jack. Not to Jack. I think yeah. he just doesn't take Jack all that. Like when he walks into the room with Jack in the beginning, he's like, "Look, just go see the therapist, man." Like, like you're just having a tough day. You're gonna go beat people up and bloody them up, but. Whatever, man. Go see a therapist. Anyway, here's some tapes on a murderer. Yeah. And I think that Jack has sold Blanchard now on him as knowing a little something at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, he, they, they talk enough that I feel like he's sold and Blanchard's willing to listen to anyone at this point if he thinks he could get him Marcus Fox. Yeah, maybe get fresh eyes on this case because it's so sure. old now. Yeah. yeah. It's like a nine-year-old case. Yeah. All right. I'll buy that. Okay. Um, okay. And at the end of this, after his uh, the charges have been dropped, uh, Jack recognizes the sketch of Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so this again ties him in. This is the man who shot Anderson. You know, this is the guy that um, that Madison's parents have described as being yeah, an FBI right. agent. So, uh, so this is the the pieces are starting to fall into place. Um, Richard, meanwhile, has been by the hotel because I guess Rose has has called him over there. She's having some mm-hmm. trouble with Bix. She's having yeah. some trouble with Bix. Because yeah. uh, Bix is back and uh, he he loves alcohol more than he loves uh, <laughs> loves Rose. Yeah, yeah, back on the bottle right away. And that was sad how Rose says, you don't need it anymore. Uh, it looks like he still does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you bring somebody back who has problems, you got to expect they're going to have the same problems. Mm-hmm. You know, especially someone who's unprepared to be brought back ever. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so she blames Richard, which is easy to do. You know, well, it can't be that he doesn't love me and isn't thrilled to be here it's got to be something somebody else did so is it sure. because he wasn't bound you know and we find out that the binding is just purely ceremonial yeah. and yeah. i think one of you said that before 
maybe. Yeah, no, that, like the burial part. It sounds like something one we of us said. said. <laughs> but but also, you know, Amy slash Rose is questioning Richard's motivation and how did he purposely mess up bringing, you know, returning and shepherding him back in because now we find out, not to jump too ahead, that Richard was actually in love with Amy. Yeah, and that's yes. why he didn't bring her back on time. Now, this is the question I have for you guys because this goes to the thing that I was like thinking about before how long have amy and jack been together do we know i can't remember do either of you know or if we've ever learned i don't think we know i don't think we ever saw marriage certificates <laughs> yeah i don't i don't besides divorce do papers know. because richard was supposed to trigger amy nine years earlier mm-hmm. than than she was triggered mm. and rose was like trapped in there and you talked about how Rose, like, Rose seems to be falling for the same guys, even though it was Amy who was with Jack. I wonder if Rose started to surface after that, during that nine-year period, and if that's when they got, she got together with Jack. And there's something really to what Rose said last week about how, like, oh, you've always liked Rose, or I, I can't remember the exact line, but when they were, like, kissing or whatever, when they were having that little kind of aggressive oh, sexual Jack tension. Yeah. If that the reason Jack and Amy even got together is because Rose was surfacing within Amy at that point, and Rose was drawn to the alcoholic bad boy. Rose was drawn to these things that maybe Amy wouldn't have been. Hmm. And if Richard had just surfaced uh, or triggered um, Rose nine years earlier, maybe they never would have got together in the per- first place. Interesting. But again, mm-hmm. I that... As long as they got together within that nine-year period, which I'm willing to buy, even though I don't exactly remember if it's ever been stated. Well, how about this? How long have they been... Has he been retired from being a cop? Do we know that? There's a lot that we don't know. There's a lot. Okay. I don't think they ever gave us that specific date when he killed all those men. But if you think about it, if Richard would have brought back Rose nine years earlier, she would have been 33 at that time. Because right now she's 42. Right. Well, okay. so, I do know that he Three times three is nine. I don't know. I'm looking for the number nine. Here. I think he just woke her up late, and that's why she's... Yeah, uh, but nine years nine late. Nine years is late. And I love Rose... Specific nine years. Look, Rose, in that nine years' time, had enough power to battle Amy to the point of killing their child. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to believe she had enough power to, say, break up with Richard, assuming they were in love. Because Richard loved Amy. Get away from Richard. Had enough power to find a new man. A new alcoholic man named Jack. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like this a Sounds lot. Sounds good. Hmm. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. Um, well, maybe that will be revealed or maybe we'll have to rewatch all of the episodes to look for more. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, there might be a thing that in it's like, they've been together 15 years. And I'm like, well, I screwed that up. Yeah. But I don't remember any dates being given to how long their relationship has been. No, I don't either. So, I don't know. I'm willing to buy nine years because it benefits my theory. Okay, <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, well, so Rose gives Richard the order to kill Marcus, um, and then he goes on his way to visit Todd Crane. Can I say another oh. thing? Oh. Please do about that that order. Um, 
First of all, I thought it was interesting how Richard had this plan of, I'll kill a nine-year-old, because a nine-year-old would be easy to to overtake, I mm-hmm. guess, or whatever. It won't be powerful. And then he couldn't do it. Because that was another thing we've debated a lot, yeah. whether he just couldn't kill a child or whether there was another reason why he didn't, something maybe Marcus had on him. But no, he just couldn't kill a child, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, I love that line because it does show humanity within sure. Richard. And we also see, not to jump ahead, that he's always questioning if he's good or bad. But that specific moment in him questioning shows that he's not quite the sociopath. He does have a conscience. He, yeah. he knows that killing a child would be bad. Yeah, there's an article uh, on com with Frayn, like last week where he talks about how like he is a hitman. He is you know an employee, I guess. But he has a conscience, and that's mm-hmm. what makes him an interesting character. And, like, even Frayne wouldn't answer whether he was a good or bad guy, which goes back to that conversation we had with Glenn when he was here. Right, because they neither were Glenn Morgan. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah exactly. He wants to be good. Mm-hmm. There's part of him that wants to be good, and that part won't shoot a nine-year-old girl, yeah. even though that nine-year-old girl is a sociopath. But also, yeah, <laughs> but also he knows that Marcus is bad, and that's the reason why he brought him back as a younger person, because he thought he'd be easier to dispatch. Okay. There was a line that confused me when... One line? Just one? Just one okay. in this whole series so far. Okay. <laughs> and it's, That's pretty good. Yeah. It, um, uh, Rose said, oh, you should have brought uh, Fox back in a child that... Uh, mm. Nobody cares That nobody about cared about. Like, uh, why pick a child yeah, that nobody cared about? Yeah, there's like plenty of those, she says. Um, I didn't think it was an option of where the person... Ca- I thought it just... Oh, I thought yeah. it was just a like a roll of the dice. Like, you just come back as in somebody. I thought it was random because they had to track down Bix. So I would assume, unless if you're already part of Reverte, you could kind of choose your next vessel. That's the only thing I could think of. But no. then that raised some more questions for me about this whole process. I think that was a bit of a reveal that... That, yeah, if you're part of Reverte, and I think the shepherds have something to do with it. The they little shepherd you into and yeah. out of bodies. Mm-hmm. It's what I got from okay. it. Okay. Anyway, so. And quite um, that, well, and uh, just sorry before we move on, but like that Rose figured out that, that he was the one that um, brought Marcus back. Like that, that hadn't been revealed and he cops to it, which was like something that hasn't come out. Like there have been people that's been suspicious, but she's like, you did it. And he's like, well, yeah, I did. Yeah, but we knew that, though. Well, we did, but they didn't. I feel like that's been the kind of the elephant in the room for Richard with every conversation. I feel like everybody's known this, but no one's finally had the guts to say it till Rose is like, "Eh, like, we know you did this. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, I did. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also because Rose is in Amy's body, who he's in love with Amy, so that's just the the, probably the best person to just tell him to his face. And I really want to know more about their romance years yeah. ago Interesting. Yeah. yeah do you think it was a thing that he had to keep a, a you know maybe shepherds are keeping an eye on the bodies that the souls are in he just oh, yeah. on love with like you think he was just yeah definitely. keeping an eye on her and keeping an eye a little too closely probably yeah. well you'd ask if, how close did they get to their subjects that they're trying to reawaken pretty close mm-hmm. very close mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so he goes to see Todd Crane. He questions him. He threatens him. Yeah, still still a bad day for Todd. Still a bad day for Todd. <laughs> and it was sort of, I felt a little bit, I don't know, silly. He Did could you turn... feel bad for Todd Crane? In, in this scene? Yeah. No, I felt bad for his still day. Bad. But but here's here's <laughs> the thing. Okay, yeah, I, I guess I can say it at this point that I, I, I feel like 
when one makes a decision to get into bed with these types of people, mm-hmm. you know, these are obviously bad people. They come to you and they say, all we want you to do is be a, a friend for us. Here are millions and millions of dollars and that's all. Like, you know that they're going to ask more of you. You know that, like, when you partner up with bad people, bad things are going to happen. I just don't feel that bad for him. Like, it sucks that it's gotten to this point. It really does. But you kind of brought this on yourself. For once, well, I'm with you on your coldness. <laughs> on my on coldness. On your coldness. I know you've wanted to abandon children on the side of the road. <laughs> and said you wanted to do something. This one, I'm with you. I don't... Todd Crane is a weasel. And yeah. he's getting getting what comes to him. I feel bad for his daughter, maybe, but not yeah. Todd. I feel well, terrible all, for his daughter. Everything is leading up to, you know, his past is chasing up to him, which is, I mean, hindsight again. But I, I did love this conversation. We get more revealed about why Richard's doing everything. Mm-hmm. Because we find out that Richard was taking money from Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Another weasel. Yeah. I mean, but that's why Richard is still, you know, trying to get in in on this you know he can't just leave because his name is attached to everything he's taking money sure. yeah I, know, I felt bad for him I, I, when he's like crying for todd oh. when he's like kind of crying and like he's like richard's like do you want to work for me now he's like yeah so I'll, I'll do whatever just like oh he's so pitiful I, I felt a little bad for him yeah no i mean like it's pitiful and it's pathetic but i don't feel bad for him i feel like it's I guess I wonder how, how much he knew about them taking their money. Like, if money is, like, a motivator for him, and he just was like, sure, I'll take all your money to front your business. I'm not saying it's wise. Well, I'm yeah, just no. saying that, like, it seems like maybe he didn't know exactly what he was getting into, and now he realizes. Completely that. putting intruders out of your mind, and this storyline completely out of your mind. Okay. If somebody comes to you and says, I'll give you millions and millions of dollars just to put your name to something, are you going to ask questions? Or are you just going to be like, awesome? Like, that's great. Well, it depends on what day of the week. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to be like, that sounds great. And I definitely want millions and millions of dollars. But what's the catch here? Mm-hmm. She gets to be true. It's a, it's yeah. a valid point. Also, yeah. Todd is a man with no loyalties. So that's another reason I'll feel bad for him because all okay. of a sudden he's right. like, he's willing to just, I'll work for you now, Richard. I'll do this. I'll I do anything. Hated then. seeing him cry. That was all. Yeah, it's sad to see a grown man cry. cry, Yeah. Yeah. In the hands of another grown man who's, yeah. Yeah. Well, his day's going to get even worse. Yeah, his day's about to get worse. So, so, yeah. uh, So, and then on his way out, Richard says, and drop those charges against Jack. Very doesn't like the attention. So now he has to drop the charges against this man who just beats the crap out of him. So basically, it's open season. Uh, anyone could beat the crap out of Todd. We're not going to press it because we don't want the attention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it is. It's a tough day for him. Um, so Richard, his, his sort of final storyline is he goes to visit his brother, Jim, um, who we finally find out. You know, this whole time we've been thinking that, that his brother has passed on, but mm-hmm. he's still being kept alive. He's... You know, being kept alive on uh, on life support, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I found it a very, um, very sweet, very sad oh, scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I I thought it was like a real act of of love to be clipping his nails, and it was very sweet. Yeah, and um, and you know, and he was reminiscing, and this is where I forget which one of you just brought it up the the conversation about like the good, good being good and being bad. I mean, I think that's another reason why. Richard is still doing this because in the end he wants to prove that all these bad actions might actually be for the better, for the better 
good of everything, the bigger picture. So yeah. it's pretty much to prove that he can be the good person. Yeah, he talks about how conflicted he is about like finally trying to do the right thing, and then it still ends up being bad. Right. Yeah. yeah, and next time he'll be the good one. Yeah. 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 Next time. And they all yeah. come back. And he comes yeah. back. Yeah, I love that scene. I thought Frayne was just killing it. Cause ah, so many emotions. Yeah, and it's, so just, it's just him talking by himself. I was super impressed. Yeah. Beautiful. And another thing in that scene, he talks about that's why he took the money to take care of his brother yeah. and one other person, which I assume is Amy, which then... That would have been nine years ago he took the money. So he must have been with Amy nine years earlier. So she Ooh, wasn't with yeah. Jack. So that Jack relationship did happen within the last nine sure. years. They, no. they could have been together and she could have just been cheating on Yeah. Him. Yeah. There it is. Because mm-hmm. we've always thought Amy's a cheater. I've always thought Amy's a yeah, cheater. We've well, always thought cheater. that Rose is a cheater, not Amy. Okay. Amy's, well, Amy's a good person. I think you think most people are cheaters. Yeah. Or women. Is that what I think? I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's hard to tell because we haven't really seen Amy as herself with Jack. It's yeah. always Rose yeah. has always been an influenced with her, so... Well, we have no reason to think, though, she was cheating. So I'm willing to, to say that's been... Well, that maybe. They got together well, nine years. Jack has been an alcoholic, I'm sure, for a long time. Maybe that forced her to cheat. I mean, not... I don't know. Yeah, maybe it did. It could have. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. We will find we out. We will find out. Hopefully sure. sooner than later. Um... Guys, really sorry. Before we move on, I just want to take a really quick second. I'm sorry to interrupt this to talk about iTunes. Uh, we thank you so much. Everybody's been so supportive, commenting and and rating, and we would love for you to keep it up. And um, doing so just helps, you know, um, keep lights on and bringing guests. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows. We do what more say eighty shows a week, eighty plus, shows. eighty plus shows a week. Plus. They they work hard here at the After Buzz. So you know, check out some other shows. Chances are, if it's on TV, then we will be talking about it and sure. uh and tell a friend yeah and can i just read three reviews really quick they're very short okay, um yeah. sunny deal 99 says i'm not says i was not sure about this show i'm a little in i like little mystery but not being completely in the dark i normally give two shows two or three episodes but the hosts of after buzz have swayed me into watching more i really enjoy listening to their conversations and theories Nice. Uh, this other person, Automated Joy, says, What happens when no one else at the office is discussing a worthy new show? In this case, of intruders are turned to AfterBuzz. This team have excellent discussions, recapping predictions. Uh, something about the announcer is shouty. Uh, Richard oh, Wentworth. Sir Richard. Sorry about that. Um, and one, and first, F-U-R-S-T, says, Thank you. Great, podcast, got, great podcast for a great show. Well, thanks. Thanks, Look at that. guys. Thank and so, yeah, so see... After Buzz. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sean in the booth. Sean O. <laughs> uh, we even convinced Sean to watch this show. Yeah, we I did. know. Finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so see that? You'll comment. You might even get a little shout-out. Yeah. So, eh, it's all kinds of motivators. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least two. I don't know. Um, so so we have... Maybe we've talked a bit about, but... Um, Let's just make sure that we finish up Bix and Rose here. That Bix seems to really resent being brought back. He oh, yeah. he he says to Rose, you know, just because you can live again doesn't mean that you should. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. He's like shaking when he said it. Gets up and throws his box down or whatever. Doesn't want anything to do with that trumpet anymore. No. He hears notes all the time, and it's like driving him mad. And and you know, a lot of real like musical geniuses are like they're like crazy people. They and yeah. I don't want to say crazy. That's not the best term. Yeah, no, for tell it. me about it. I, but <laughs> definitely. No, but I feel like they they are that like mentally attuned to everything. 
but like like it just doesn't ever stop in their minds like no. they just can't shut it off constantly yeah. racing I can relate no I get yeah. it and yeah no I mean so <laughs> <laughs> Did we just now get that I was I was insinuating that I'm a musical genius? No, I got no, it the whole time. It. Oh, I just, okay. We get it. Um, they're just I laughing. I wouldn't call myself a genius because only douchebags do that, but, you know. <laughs> but you're a genius. <laughs> but I, I am a genius. I, <laughs> I think you can only be called a genius after you're dead, too. I don't uh, know. Uh, Albert uh, Einstein uh, probably called a genius. genius. Of his time. Oh, yeah. um, Kanye West called be, himself a genius. You oh, could be a genius. Is that? That might be the guy who's referring Yeah, yeah. Great music, So, anyway. back. Yeah dialing it in mm-hmm. um he uh he just he doesn't like it he does not he does he says he's he's itching from the inside and he's burning i've heard heroin addicts say the same thing my blood is itching well, well, how he's much- also an alcoholic too yep and also <laughs> he wasn't supposed to come back anyway he's not mm-hmm. reverting and maybe this is the price of bringing someone back who's not reverting because they're not maybe mentally prepared to deal with such things in general yeah. so you got a, a trifecta of things going the alcoholism the the musicians are crazy thing mm-hmm. and the um and he wasn't supposed to come back how does one get mentally prepared they for- have books and They're- they have guidebooks <laughs> Shepherds. Yeah, we said it last week. Like there are guidelines or things that steps that people go through when they get returns. Like these are normal symptoms. You will eventually get over them. (laughs) Who was it last week that said that it was possible that the love was unrequited from Rose? That possibly Bix wasn't that into her. That was me. That was you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she she said we were in love, and he says I believe you. Yeah. Which is not the strongest statement. But also. (laughs) All these yeah, whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds right, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but also all these times she did say the line, you are the one I returned for. After all these times that she's returned, this is the mm. only time she brought someone else back with her. Yeah. So this is the first time a relationship is being returned. Well, it's something it's she's doing off the books, too. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Way off. Yeah. <laughs> Way off the books. So it doesn't look good for Bix and Rose at all. No. Uh... Meanwhile, Madison, Marcus. It's really just Marcus now, isn't it? We haven't seen Madison in a while. Yeah. yeah. Marcus. Um, Marcus is stalking Meadow. Uh, or he's stalking Todd Crane. I'm not really sure. But he sees Meadow leave for school mm-hmm. yeah. um, and sees where she goes to school. So follows her and, and kidnaps her. Um, and is really good at playing the part of the little girl. Yeah. You know? I'm Madison. It's my first day. Yeah. But then saying threatening things at the same time. Uh, yeah. Yes. You'll help me, won't you? <laughs> okay. yeah. Sure. Yeah. You don't want to be unfriendly, do you? Yeah. yeah. Let's go well, to the mall. It's great because it's this old man who would know how to manipulate a child in a child. And mm-hmm. it's just played perfectly. Am I the only one who got really frightened that something worse may have happened to Meadow because he is a pedophile. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I... Yeah. Right now, he was just using Meadow to get to, to, get to Todd. Talking, yeah. That wasn't necessarily clear to me at first. Um, like, I know that she said, your I dad's Todd that. Crane. No, like, I knew that when he asked, uh, how do I get to the office getting the files and getting Todd Crane's number and address? Yeah, absolutely. And it was just a connection office. to Todd. And they never made it to the office. She just took her off school grounds. But and I think it was implied that they made it to the office because he eventually got Todd Crane's number. 
No, she got that from Meadow's phone. They never yeah. made it to the office because she's no, Meadow said yeah. the office is this way, and she's, and like, she's like, "Let's go. This like let's play hooky. Let's go." Yeah, I have mm-hmm. dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah. just felt like something worse was going to happen to Meadow. I'm glad that it didn't. It's like I think the one thing yeah. that the show like didn't go there That's with, sure. which is great. Also, um, some, uh, some cool storytelling at the school. Like all the kids have blue jackets. She's the one with the yellow jacket, which is very dirty. Apparently, nobody's washed this jacket. I, I thought that too when she was walking across the street. I'm like, that girl must be so stinky. Like, yeah. she was just yeah, a smelly was, kid. Really it's cool. like, when's the yeah. last time she took a bath or a shower? That's what I was yeah. thinking about. She's at Larry Owens drinking Larry. the whiskey. Oh, that's true. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still, <laughs> she's also disturbing. <laughs> the jacket's still pretty dirty, though. Yeah. But cool to see, like, she's like the intruder, if you will, at, yeah. the, sh- at the school with the yellow jacket. Yeah, definitely. Well, she's supposed to, she's not supposed to be there, so it makes sense. Yeah. She would stick out. Mm hmm. Um, but did, she, go ahead. Did anyone, this is a little off top, did anyone see the video that they posted, the intruders, I saw it on their Twitter, of, uh, Millie Brown, of like, where we got to hear her in her actual natural speaking voice. Oh, no. There's a great video they posted, and it's her just, you know, you hear her with her British accent, and then she talks about how she likes to mess with people. Like, she'll go <laughs> in and out of different accents, like she was ordering, like, at a McDonald's, or a McDonald's, yeah. and she was, she was ordering in like a southern accent and then she switched to a British accent. She like just watched the people like freak <laughs> out. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Talented Fun kid. kid. Um so she uh she calls in and again threatens Todd, who finally agrees to this meeting with Rose. Now do we think that Rose was ever going to show up to this meeting? Did he ever call Rose? I don't think so. No, I think Rose is showing up because it's a Cramfield thing. Yeah. 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 I think when Todd says like she'll be here at 9, I I believe it. Yeah, I mean everyone's getting to the place is leading yeah. up to it because if you notice the clock behind Richard when he's talking to his brother Jim it said 8:30. So and then we see Richard leave. So everyone's literally meeting at the building. I like all our characters are finally coming together in yeah. one spot. Mm-hmm. They're meeting at the crossing place. So excited. <laughs> so <laughs> exciting. Um well, I would be Surprise, but I guess we'll see next week whether she shows because we ended mm-hmm. the building here. But, um, with the, with the Gary and Jack, right? Conversation, mm-hmm. there's some good cross come between that and the the Marcus uh Todd Crane stuff going on, yeah. Which I guess I predicted last week that Todd Crane was gonna die. We didn't see him die, but she had a very oh, know, he died. Do we know that? I mean, Did she he, had an evil look on her face after she cut him. She cut his femoral artery, though. Was it his femoral I artery? didn't think it was his femoral artery. It seemed like enough blood for a femoral artery. Yeah. Serious. Look, if he's Look not dead, for. I'm sure he'll be dead by the opening of next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah. but I don't think he's he's dead yet. Todd's got a little bit of life left in him. <laughs> we'll, we'll take him to see his last gasp in the in next yeah. episode then. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that she slices femoral artery and, like, and and that's it. So, it's not possible. Since we didn't see him die, I'm going to say that he's not dead yet. All right, it's yeah. very hopeful of you. Um, yeah. Oh. So, also, ahead. Marcus knows his way with knife. He he has yeah. bound and killed people yeah. by stabbing. So over centuries. Yeah. yeah. So he good chances he he's going to Todd's going to die very soon. Sure. He's going to bind up Todd. I'm not sure if he's done with Todd yet. Yeah, not yet. Maybe he'd like to torture him, but he's, he's a sick guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Todd mm-hmm. still might have some information he wants, too. That's true. That's fair. Because he was going to the mailbox with the, the key, but we never got into the mail. Like, we never... 
We need to find out what's in there. Yeah, yeah mailboxes, question mark. Yeah, and because and, cause Glenn Morgan pointed that out, mm-hmm. you know, that... Oh, yeah, there's something about the mailboxes. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll learn all about that next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sad to see Gary go, by the way. Oh, so sad to see yeah. Gary go. Yeah. And I guess he was a good guy after all. So yeah. I was wrong about that. Yeah. Or, Hooray. That was good. But what, what is exactly is his plan in throwing himself off the roof with like stuff on his body? Like that's going to open up the whole reverty thing. Well, th- this is the thing is that where it, it it's not a very solid plan. That yeah. Well, the cops will find it. Well, why don't you just take that information to the cops yeah. then? But there seems to be this other idea where he feels he could fight them from the other side. Yeah. And I wonder if Gary does have a bigger game plan in mind. I wonder if there is, if hopefully we get a season two of Intruders, if oh, yeah. Gary's back, but he's inside Jack's somebody else. Baby's <laughs> Jack, yeah. body. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know. A long time. The baby has motor skills crime. to kill people. <laughs> it's a tough baby. I mean, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, he says that the only way is to beat them is from the other side. Yeah. Of course, it could also be the last gasp of a man who's losing his mind. Mm-hmm. Because right. Gary has gone off the deep end. Desperation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that he's on to something, but I was like, why don't you just take the info to them? Like, are they going to take it more seriously because it was on a dead body? If you have all these legal documents and, like, the trust of something or other, I couldn't read that whole thing. To tie them in, you could just present that information to the authorities. Here's something that didn't quite add up for me is the note that he wrote to Jack. He said, I never understood why Donna would kill herself yeah. until now. But in the be- when he first presented this to Jack, he said it wasn't Donna that killed herself. It was somebody mm. in Donna. And... Um, so, and we've gone back and forth on this a lot, but she, she did sign that note. I am not Donna. Um, so, and I still firmly believe it was not Donna that killed herself. Yeah, no, I believe, you're, I believe that too. Maybe it's just, you know. So he knows who he's talking about. Yeah, if he writes in the note, uh, now I understand why not Donna killed herself. <laughs> that would, we would get that, but I don't think Jack would get that. Well, but he's explained it to Jack. It's you know, still and, it's still convoluted in the way it's phrased there. That would it, be But it but okay, but I don't think it's like for the sake of writing a suicide note, it's like what he said was I never understood why she would kill herself until now because in the beginning there was death. And mm-hmm. and all of those notes contain that. And yeah. so it's almost like did somebody is there an intruder in Gary or I don't think, I think, I don't think so because that yeah. note said yeah. Gary's name. Donna I, says I'm not Donna. Gary sounded like it was generally from him. And I think I think Gary does have some sort of plan in the beyond, whether it's going to work or not, yeah. and whether it's just that he's he's wrong about it. That's another story. But I think Gary, I think Gary's got a game plan. Well, let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the only thing that didn't quite quite translate for me. Guys, any final thoughts on this episode? Wow, a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. Yeah, a, lot happened. I, a lot about to go down. <laughs> I know, I'm really excited for the show. Yeah, totally. Well, let's get into some predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. You want to start us off, Will? I will. Um, Richard, it's really setting him up in this episode, I think, to do the right thing, to do the good thing. And and we had someone on the YouTube page, uh, Joy Lucas, had a, a good comment about maybe they could use, they said specifically the dead 
baby to trigger uh, Amy out of Rose kind of thing. I don't know necessarily if they're going to use the dead baby, but I wonder if maybe Richard will do the right thing and try to knock Rose out of Amy and then Jack and Amy could be together and maybe step aside and be the good guy and, and take down Rose but somehow leave Amy for Jack with a trigger. He's a shepherd. If anyone knows how to do it, I think it would be him. Yeah. Well, I think in, in trying to do that right thing, I I think he's going to kill Marcus. Like, I think with that, that showdown there with the gun and don't make me shoot or something like that, whatever he says in the next episode I I think he's gonna kill Marcus no Millie next season I, I just think that's that the thing he's been built up to be or she or she's been built up to be the big baddie of the whole season it makes sense he can't kill Jack cause he's a good guy with, he's a drunk good guy yeah. and he, that would take Amy away from him if he kills Rose so I think Marcus has gotta go man that's a big prediction okay I think Millie won't die that Marcus will actually leave her go to a completely different body is that possible maybe well, it might um also the the mailboxes i'm thinking maybe marcus's triggers are in there ah Possibly. okay and then also just with triggers we find out that everyone's holding on to their triggers and they're somehow connected to them i'm wondering what if you just destroy them would it destroy the people would it bring them back but i also question because we saw with marcus's sand dollar when he was returned it was broken. Yeah. So yeah. it makes me think that even if you destroy them, they're still going to be there. But everyone's holding on to the triggers. It makes me think, get rid of them. Destroy them. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, mine's not that big. I just think that Jack's, uh, he's been called, um, Amy or Rose has called him her shepherd in the past. And so I think him being a shepherd is sort of going to come out. I think he actually plays a bigger role in this than he knows we've talked about that and i think that's just going to come out next episode so will where can the people find you the people can find me on twitter at the real will link and also i host a comedy pop culture podcast called will sean podcast on the westcast network <laughs> you can follow me on twitter at isaac johnson sorry will it's okay um, also on instagram the isaac johnson you can head to my youtube page check out my music video and a short where I beat up a girl, and it's a sci-fi kind of thing. It's really cool. It takes three minutes to watch it. You Please sound do. very proud of that. <laughs> beating yeah. beating it's up a cool. All right. It's awesome. not okay. It was a lot of fun to shoot. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serifini TV. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R, and we will all be back here next week for the final episode of Intruders. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.